0: Welcome to C3 Belconnen. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Nick Hines. exciting season uh, of kingdom builders, we uh, had a bunch of people joining us for our launch di- event just recently and we 've hearing about this over a couple of Sundays and We just want to encourage you to pray and find a way that God is speaking to you to be involved. There's a QR code uh, on the screens that you can use to pull up uh, those pledge cards. And what we've been doing for many years uh, is is using this opportunity to make a contribution over, you know, sort of 10 months or so that we have until the middle of next year. And uh, for some people, you know, it's something like a thousand a month. For some people, uh, it's, you know, 20 bucks a week or there's all sorts of different ways that we can be involved and uh, be a part of what God is doing. So thank you, uh, Kingdom Builders, whether you're joining us for the very first time time, um, or whether you've been on this journey with us, some of you, for more than a decade. Uh, we are just so honored to lead you in this incredible season. And uh, here's the reality, guys. What has happened is that right now you might be listening to us online or at our new uh, service in Gangalan. And guess what? These are two things that didn't even exist six months ago. And uh, the, the vision And the faithfulness and generosity of people over many years has positioned us to take these steps when the opportunities are there. So we've been able to expand and take ground this year as a church in multiple ways, reach more people than ever before in more ways because of your your faithfulness and generosity thank you so much. I love this season. It stirs things in me. It stretches me. It stirs faith. And I love hearing the stories of what God is doing in your world. Every season of Kingdom Builders, there's stories of people stepping out in faith and God coming through in incredible ways. Let's be encouraged together in this season. And we're going to continue with that thought uh, in uh, in this message about unsung heroes across the month of September. And uh, there's a, a person I want to talk about from the Bible today who just had an impact wherever he showed up. And here's the question for you and I. What sort of impact happens when we show up? What is it like when you walk in the room? Do you suck the air out of the room or do you bring life? I've got a friend who literally we, we describe him as a, as a walking party And uh, if you've ever got a dull room going on, you just get this person in the room and the party springs to life. What is it like when people come across you? Do they leave better or worse? Are they filled up or are they drained? Every one of us is maybe thinking right now about people in our world who have that sort of effect on us. Do they draw out the best in us? Are there people you get around who build you up, who encourage you? Uh, Or are there other people and you, you come away from every encounter with them Feeling heavy, feeling like the life got sucked out of you. I hope you're not that person. And if you are, then just have a quick chat with yourself and say, don't do that anymore. Don't be that sort of person. There's a a guy uh, that we come across for the first time in Acts chapter 4 by the name of Barnabas. In fact, Barnabas was his nickname and it has a particular meaning that the apostles gave him this nickname for. I'll come back to that uh, in a moment. But Barnabas was originally uh, a man named Joseph. He was a convert from Judaism, from the island of Cyprus. And he was a part of the early church. And his story comes up in Acts chapter 4. And then as, as Luke, the writer of Acts that really chronicles the growth and the spread of the early church. We see Barnabas pop up at these key moments. We'll have a look at Acts chapter 9, then he's in Acts chapter 11, pops up in Acts 13 and 15. I don't know if they're all odd-numbered chapters, just just sort of realize that as I was saying it. But Barnabas keeps popping up in these spaces and we learn from these snippets so often, it's just a verse or two about this, this guy. He was really one of the unsung heroes of the growth of the early church. If Acts, which would make an incredible movie, as there are miracles performed, as people come to faith in Christ, as these uh, you know, fearful disciples become t- uh, pillars of the early church and the spirit of faith spreads, and eventually they are described as those who turned the world upside down. There are riots sometimes in cities where they go. There is confusion. There is celebration. All sorts of things. There are two big characters. There is Peter and there is Paul, whose uh, first name Saul. These are two of the pivotal characters of the Book of Acts. If this was a movie, they would be the ones in line for the Best Actor Oscar. But I tell you what, Barnabas—he's the guy who'd be the front runner for the best supporting actor. He pops up in these supporting roles. And what we'll have a look at is how we can understand the character of Barnabas and how all of us can be called to live out as unsung heroes, uh, just like this guy Barnabas. The spirit that was on him. I would love a church full of Barnabases. And so we first hear uh, about Barnabas in Acts chapter 4. And I want to just read to you a little bit uh, here from Acts chapter 4. The the disciples uh, earlier this chapter have been preaching the good news, and they've been freaking out the, the Jewish leaders, and they've been grabbed, held before the council of rulers and elders, and threatened and beaten, and then sent on their way. They've been told them to stop preaching about this Jesus. They go back, they have a prayer meeting, and everyone is filled with faith. The Holy Spirit shakes that room, and they're filled with boldness, and on they go. Then we have this sort of synopsis, this summary of where the church is at. So Acts 4, uh, verse 32 says this, All the believers, they were united in one heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, says in verse 36, There was Joseph. The one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and he brought the money to the apostles. This is where we first come across Barnabas. He's in the thick of the action there. He's used it as an example of this generous spirit that was on the early church. And this is our first encounter with Barnabas, the unsung hero. It pops up again a few chapters later uh, in Acts chapter 9 in what is an incredibly pivotal moment. As Peter has begun preaching the good news uh, about Jesus Christ and seeing the gospel spread, there's also an encounter that a guy called saul has saul was a pharisee saul was someone who was persecuting the church he was literally there when when uh, believers in jesus had been stoned and martyred and it says in in acts that he was approving of these of these things then he has this encounter with christ He is knocked off uh, his donkey he goes blind for a period of time he is this voice from heaven and he is radically transformed and let's see where we pick it up in, uh, in Acts chapter 9. This guy has, been in, has encountered Jesus. Uh, he, has, he has started to preach the good news uh, about a life of faith in Christ. But as you can imagine, there's a few people who are suspicious of this guy, thinking maybe he's actually a double agent. Maybe he's gone undercover. And what he's actually doing is trying to get in our good graces and create havoc. In Acts 9.26, it says, When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe that he'd truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles, went around in Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. It goes on to tell us that, that actually his old mates heard about his, his new passion for Christ and tried to assassinate him, uh, so the other believers grabbed him and sent him off to Tarsus, his hometown. This is some action-oriented stuff going on here. Uh, it goes on to say at the end of this chapter, "...then the church had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as believers lived in fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it grew in numbers. The church is exploding." Uh, these, these, These incredible teachers and apostles and leaders are out there spreading the good news and powerful things are happening. And right there in the middle of it is a guy called Barnabas bridging the gap, saying this guy that you once feared, he's on our side and he is a powerful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of his introduction, the church begins to flourish. Barnabas pops up again for us in Acts chapter 11 as the gospel message is now beginning to spread, not just amongst the Jewish people, but amongst the Gentiles. And this causes a bit of tension in the church and confusion. Is is God really reaching out to the outsiders, not just His people, but is this message of truth and salvation for those who are outside God's family as well? And this message is spreading out amongst the Gentiles. Barnabas gets sent by the church elders to see what is going on and he becomes a part of this great revival in Antioch and this is the place where believers are first called Christians. From here he goes on to pick up Saul uh, who's now called Paul again and bring him to be a part of the action. So we'll pick up the story in Acts eleven nineteen. It says meanwhile believers had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death. Now, now Paul before his conversion, oversaw the death of Stephen. And so the, the believers have been scattered after during, because of persecution. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of them went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene and began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them. And a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church in Jerusalem heard what was happening, who'd they send? They sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw evidence of God's blessing and saw God's grace on them, he was filled with joy. And he, was encouraged, he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. I love the fact that Barnabas didn't show up and measure by what he knew. He showed up, saw God at work, and that filled him with joy. Luke describes Barnabas here in verse 24. He says, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. This was Saul, Paul's hometown. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church a full year, teaching large crowds of people. And it was at Antioch the believers were first called Christians. You know, even at the end of this this passage, in a couple of verses later, there's a prophecy about a coming famine. Uh, And so the, the Gentile believers are now concerned for their Jewish brethren. And they say, hey, let's raise money. Let's take up an offering. Let's be as generous as we possibly can. And let's see what God can do with this. And in verse 29, it says, the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to their brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. A few chapters later in Acts 13, we read that that Barnabas and, and Saul or Paul are singled out by the Holy Spirit and sent on a missionary journey and they begin to travel together. Uh, in, in Acts 15, again, they carry a powerful message uh, from the apostles in Jerusalem to the Gentile church that continues to set people free and encourage and see the growth of the church build. So there are these, these pockets, these moments, often only a verse or two at a time, where this guy Barnabas uh, comes forth and we're learning about his character. I love Luke's summary of Barnabas. He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit and he was strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. What an example for us to be people who can be called good, who can be full of the Holy Spirit and who can be strong in faith. I want to just pull out a couple of key thoughts over the next few minutes about how you and I can be unsung heroes like Barnabas, how we can understand what it was that set him apart uh, as a hero of the faith, and we can allow the Holy Spirit to draw that out of us as well. In Acts 4, one of the first things we learn about Barnabas is they gave him a nickname. You know, when you show up and people say, oh, no, here comes the, the party pooper. Here, here comes the wet blanket. Here comes the person who brings everything down. Or are you someone like Barnabas? And what they said of him, he's a son of encouragement. Uh, in fact, the, the, the wor- verses around that mean things like son of encouragement, son of prophecy. Uh, and, and actually, one of the key words there is son of, is paraclete. This is the same word that is used to describe the Holy Spirit. One who comes alongside, who leads, who guides, who, who, who walks into truth, who, who counsels, who brings out the best. Barnabas had the spirit of a paraclete. He was one who would come alongside and bring out the best. Luke, uh, Luke describes this guy journeying with different people and seeing explosive growth and the power of the Holy Spirit everywhere that he goes. And if we read that passage again in, um, in Acts chapter 4, about the, the character, right, and the dynamic of the early church, this is what we hear. The believers were united. They were of one heart and mind. They were in one accord. They believed that they felt that what they had was not just their own. They weren't selfish. Instead, they were selfless. There was a generous spirit amongst them so that they shared what they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord. And great miracles happened. Great blessing were up, was upon them all. No one was needy because those who had more than enough, they would sell it and they would bring the money to be distributed amongst the believers so that there was a unity and equality amongst them. What an incredible picture of the church! There is powerful witness to Jesus Christ. People come and they, they hear that message and they get saved. It says also that there was miracle working power. There was an outbreak of Holy Spirit power. These weren't just, they weren't just ideas that people had. There was power from the Holy Spirit to heal the sick, to see chains broken, addictions come off people's lives. People get set free and radically transformed. What an atmosphere. You know what the, the atmosphere was there? One of faith and one of generosity. There was a spirit of faith and a spirit of generosity on these people. And Barnabas is given to us there as an example. Now, I want to challenge the way this story is listed, because you could read it as if Barnabas is this footnote. For example, it says there was Joseph, the one nicknamed Barnabas. He, was, he tells it where he was from. It says he, he, he um, owned a field, sold it, brought the money to the apostles. But I would say that actually Barnabas was not a footnote to this story. He's at the center of this story. He's actually an example of everything that was going on there. Instead of orbiting around the edge, he was right at the core of this move of God. And so we can understand through Barnabas' actions the heart of what was going on there. Barnabas was one who stirred things up. Barnabas was one who was prompted by the Holy Spirit and was generous. He was generous with his encouragement. He was generous uh, as an advocate of other people like Paul. He was generous with his possessions. He had about him a generous spirit. And people like you and I who can get a hold of a generous spirit will see God move in powerful ways. We'll go into places and transform the atmosphere because we're not thinking about ourselves or we're thinking about others. We're thinking, what could God do with me? We're not thinking, I lack all of these things. We're looking around thinking, look how blessed I am. I wonder what God is going to use. I wonder what God wants to do through me in this moment. And Barnabas is is an incredible example of this. You see him showing up in in Acts uh, chapter 9 and he's just quick to believe in Paul. He sees the transformation, this guy, he recognizes what Jesus Christ has done and he is all about it. He testifies, he, he vouchers for Paul, he makes a way for him to be connected. And what does this do? It unlocks explosive growth in the early church and it says there was a season of peace, prosperity and increase as the church multiplied in numbers. A few chapters later, there's some action going on. They need someone to check out in Acts 11 what's going on. Barnabas shows up. What does he do? He sees the move of God that is going on amongst the Gentiles and says, I am for this. I am all about this. People were concerned about it. They were scared about it. He says, this is a move of God and I want to be a part of it. He plants himself there. He grabs his mate Paul. He says, come and be a part of this. He was literally training up Paul in these environments. And later on, it's, what's interesting is so often for half of Acts, uh, the, when they are listed together, it is Barnabas and Paul. And then after a while, we see Paul rising to the front. Barnabas, this incredible supporting uh, actor, this supporting cast member. And after that, it is Paul and Barnabas as they are listed together. But Barnabas just keeps popping up and up and up as this person who encourages and brings out the best in others. He draws out their gifts. He stirs others to action. He advocates for others. This is what I love. He sees ministry and he sees potential and he works hard to activate it. He sees the person sitting next to him, the person in your connect group, the person on the team that you serve alongside. And he says, I can see something in you. Let me encourage it out of you. Let me stir it up. Let me challenge you. Let me encourage you with a spirit of faith to live out all that God has put in you. He is prone, this guy, to selfless acts and boldness which inspires others. Can I say to you, let's be a church full of Barneys. Let's all be Barneys together. Let's just get a spirit of faith and be full of the Holy Spirit. You know what a spirit of faith does? A spirit of faith causes people to praise God. That's what was happening in Acts chapter 4. A spirit of faith elevates Jesus. A spirit of faith stirs others. A spirit of faith draws out gifts. If you are around somebody who has a spirit of faith, Things happen. Things come alive on the inside of you. Generosity always springs up where there is a spirit of faith. That's why I love this season of Kingdom Builders. As we are stirring our hearts towards generosity, as we're encouraging one another in our gatherings, what happens is that this this spirit of faith gets on all of us and we begin to see not just what I've got, but hey, what would happen if I sowed into sacrifice? What would happen if I invested in the future? What would happen if I thought about people maybe I haven't even met yet, but, but desperately want to see, come to, to know Jesus Christ? What if I look around and say, let's turn this town upside down for Jesus Christ? How can I be a part of that? Come on the journey with us uh, as kingdom builders. Let's be a church full of barnies in a season like this. Let's be those who celebrate others, who call out the best in them, who stir them to acts of generosity. Let's just always be in the midst of a move of God praying that God is speaking to you right now and that the Holy Spirit is encouraging you and stirring these things on the inside of you. Maybe you're going to leave behind a spirit of fear. Maybe you're going to let go of it, maybe a selfish mindset or maybe a a restricted mindset through this time of of COVID as we've in some ways held back. Maybe we're going to just blow that out at the moment and God's going to stir up this generous heart. And I'd love to think that we're going to charge towards the end of 2020, not limping there, not feeling, uh, looking back at all we have lost and feeling like this was a time, uh, like a dead season, but seeing where we can be sowing seeds at the moment, seeing where we can be stirring one another up. Let's get there with a spirit of faith roaring in our services, in our homes, in our groups, in our teams as we love one another and think big and stir one another up and encourage one another. You know, there's a, a, great, a great description of this spirit of faith I want to finish on in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, in verse 13, it says, It is written, and this is a reference to the Psalms, I believed, therefore I speak. Since we have this same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself. All this is for your benefit. So that the grace of God is reaching more and more people. And it may cause thanksgiving to overflow for the glory of God. In verse 18 it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's be people who think about the eternal things who, are, who are care about people's eternal destiny, not just their present comfort, not just our present comfort. Let's be those who are willing to lay down the temporary, to pick up the eternal, to sacrifice and to sow and invest into the lives of others. Let's be those with this same spirit of faith who speak out because we believe. Maybe for you, that step today is to speak out and to, to put your trust in Jesus to say, I believe. I believe in Jesus Christ. I accept His forgiveness and His freedom, and I want to walk with Him. Maybe you're going to come to faith in Christ and live this radically transformed life like we've just heard about in the Gospels. And maybe you've been a follower of Jesus for a while, but this is stirring faith in your hearts. I'm praying for you that God is touching down and doing mighty things in your life right now. God bless Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au